Here comes part two of my conversation with prospect guru Aram Layton of Locked On Prospects and JustBaseball.com, talking all about the Royals pitching prospects, what's gone wrong in their debuts, what needs to be fixed, and the Royals farm system as a whole. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You haven't done your digging just yet, but if you had a hypothesis right now, would it be a lack of talent evaluation where they just kind of missed on some guys? Or are you thinking that organizationally they have a flaw in how they're developing and teaching and putting these guys on certain plans in terms of why we haven't seen them uh, have that gratif- that instant gratification, that instant success? Even a guy like Brady Singer has a higher area than you expect right now. You know, we saw the, the struggles with Bubich last year. He just came back and he's done a lot better this year outside of one start. What, what do you think it is just – Again, coaching, or would it be maybe we've just kind of overvalued all these arms? I think it's an excellent question, and frankly, I think it's more the, the latter of of where I guess not at the end of the question, but the latter initially where you were saying is it you know really the problem of the fact that they don't have the right people that are kind of tweaking their mechanics? I, I don't think it's an issue with scouting. I think these guys are all really talented. Daniel Lynch is one of the guys that I was really counting on to be able to do some special things this year. I think his third pitch has not been really as advanced as we thought it would be. And that's more so why he ran into some issues. And I think he's going to be just fine. But I I do think when you look top to bottom and have these consistent command issues throughout your organization, especially after these guys somewhat dominated through the minor leagues, it seems like they're mostly dominating off of two pitches. And then when they try to get to that third pitch and they have to use it more and be a little bit more careful in the major leagues, then it seems to be exposed a bit more. That was definitely the case with Daniel Lynch because the fastball plays and the slider is, is nasty, but against right-handed hitters, he didn't really have a pitch that he could throw outside of the fastball and he was really just leaning on the slider. So I really think it's development, development of the third pitch development of the changeup overall. Coar is a guy that's kind of a freak and had the changeup on his own And I just wonder if it's a mechanical thing, you know, just being able to clean up the mechanics of your pitchers. There's so many other organizations. I think there's no better organization than the Tampa Bay Rays at being able to clean up their pitchers mechanics and get the most out of their guys. And I think it's got to be the development because when it comes to the talent, I think they've done a great job drafting. Frankly, I've liked all of the guys that they've selected, all of the arms that they've picked up. I thought they've done a great job drafting these arms. And I've really, frankly, I feel like I've been on a pretty good hot streak in terms of predicting uh, outcomes on prospects, but the one, I guess, organization that's been hurting me a little bit is, has been these Royals arms where I was really high on Lynch uh, and I thought he'd stick in the bigs and hasn't quite been the case. I was really high on Coar. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he will stick in the bigs, but didn't go as planned in that first start. So this is the only organization where I'm kind of like, what's going on. And uh, I think, I think we're going to see some things change from the inside. And I don't think that it's going to be in the area of the front office. I think it's more so going to be on the development side of things. Yeah. My, my saving grace here, and maybe this is just me having immense hubris is that there's no way that we're all wrong. There's no way that every single writer and media member and talent evaluator is all wrong that they, because this whole time we've been saying, Oh, these are great arms. These are, these are great players. They're all going to be studs. They're all going to be great. And sure. Maybe they don't all pan out, but for none of them, 
to reach their ceiling or even close to it yet is a bit surprising to where it just feels like we can't all be wrong. We cannot all have missed on every single player uh, and, and ranking them way too high and overrating this entire system of arms. So I feel like it, it's maybe something just organizationally that they need to figure out and eventually that they will. So that leads us into the next question, which is going to be harder to answer now. We just admit there's an organizational flaw in, in developing these arms, but We've seen the debut of Brady Singer and Chris Bubich and Daniel Lynch and Jackson Coar and uh, this entire group outside of Asa Lacey. Of this group, who do you think will be the very best arm uh, for Kansas City? Who do you think will be the very best in the big leagues uh, once we get a bigger sample size? That's a really good question. And, you know, when I look at these guys, I, I really I really think that they all can be right around the same area. I look at, you know, a guy like Brady Singer, and I think him and Coar can be pretty similar I see a guy like Daniel Lynch and especially after how bad he was in those last couple outings before he got sent down, I think Lynch could have as high of a ceiling as anybody. I, I thought Lacey and Lynch were comparable as well, but if I'm going to guess, I'm going to give Lynch still the highest ceiling. I think the fastball is explosive out of his hand. He hides the ball really well. That slider is just nasty, unhittable for lefties. It really is. He just needs that third pitch. And the more I think about it, the more I think about when I talk about, each of these guys, especially with Singer and Lynch, that they just have not been able to develop that third pitch. And I really think that that's a big reason why we're seeing these Royals pitchers struggle. And other organizations have kind of had this universal ability to teach specific third pitches. I know the Marlins uh, have done a great job when it comes to teaching their arms how to throw a change up. And you look through the Marlins uh, big league team and the minor leagues, uh, you have Pablo's, Pablo Lopez, who has a phenomenal changeup. Sandy Alcantara has a phenomenal changeup. Sixto Sanchez. I don't think it's a coincidence. Edward Cabrera, all of their top prospects. Max Meyer didn't have a changeup before the draft. Now is throwing a nasty changeup. But you look at Singer and some of these other guys, they're not even really throwing it much at all. And I think the Royals didn't really put enough importance and pressure on their young arms to, to throw those pitches. And I think it was a little bit more hands-off and we'll get into the hitting because I think they've done a great job with the hitters on the positive end. But to answer your question, I'm going to say Daniel Lynch. I'll take the tall lanky lefty who's deceptive and saw a bump in velo. Uh, he's just got to get that third pitch or else he's going to struggle against righties. I want to tell you right now, but good friends over at Locker Room. Locker Room is changing the way we talk about sports. The first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And unless... Once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite teams or sports. I'll be hosting a room for Locked On Royals once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to every single day right here on Locked On Royals. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to biggest news and rumors. You will have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the show, Locked On Royals podcast uh, throughout our locker room conversations. Be sure to join me this week on Locker Room. I'll be hosting a room on Tuesday at 11 a.m. Go down the, the free Locker Room app for free. Currently on all iOS devices, be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter account, join NFL, MLB, NHL, MLB uh, group chats, whatever you love the most uh, for all the latest league updates. Follow me on Locker Room at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-E-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-N-O to be notified every single time I go live over on Locker Room. I know you don't want to miss it. I plan to be live again Tuesday, 11 a.m. On Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports right now. I have to tell you about Lucy Nicotine. It's a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, a tobacco alternative that doesn't suck. Research and developers uh, for three years have been made by people, not patients. 
Lucy is created by a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine. That comes at three flavors, winter green, cinnamon, pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge of four milligrams of nicotine that comes with three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere on flights, at work, or on the go, or even at the gym. In 2021, get rid of cigarettes, unplug your vape, and throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum and lozenges. This is the real deal. The subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you do not have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gum, and also FSA, HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on OB network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code locked on OB to get 20% off all products in your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co. Use locked on OB at checkout for that code. Uh, also, I have to read this disclaimer warning the product contains nicotine, a derivative of tobacco nicotine that is addictive, an addictive chemical. So let's talk about something more fun than, than the demise of these great arms. Bobby Witt Jr. How good is this guy? Just go ahead and riff because it's music to Royals fans' ears anytime they hear the name Bobby Witt Jr. Riff on his hot start in AA, his amazing spring training, and how good can this guy be? Is this going to be our generation's first Royal star? Uh, I mean, I think you're looking at the the face of the franchise, no, no doubt about it. And he's one of those players that I say there's probably like three players that I'll say – seem like they're made in a lab to play baseball. And Bobby Wood Jr. is one of those. I mean, outside of the hit tool, which I think I don't think anyone he doubts is going to play, every other tool is plus, right? Plus raw power, maybe even plus, plus raw power. He's a plus runner. He's a plus defender. He's got a plus arm. It's just plus everything. And now he's getting more acclimated and comfortable in, uh, you know, with the hit tool and being a bit more consistent there. But remember, he is basically making his professional debut in double A. He played 37 games in rookie ball. He had his time at the alternate training site, but this is really his first real stretch in professional baseball. And he, he started a bit slow and then has just caught fire, as you mentioned. And he still, even when I watch, I've seen him hit balls on the nose right at guys. He's a bit unlucky so far. His 236 batting average, I think should be higher. He's, he's got a 254 BABIP. So his batting average on balls in play is really low, which usually points towards some bad luck, especially when you're a guy as fast as wit and who hits the ball as hard as wit. Typically those guys have higher batting average on balls in play. So to me, wit is even unlucky right now and is still producing at a great level. I mean, nine home runs for this guy in 27 games at the shortstop position plus defense. I think, you know, you look at the strikeout rate and you'd be like, Oh, 28%. That's kind of high. Honestly, it's better than I thought it would be. I thought he'd be flirting in the thirties. He's getting better and better at being able to fend off the strikeouts. He is, Walking still a decent amount at 10%. And he's not a guy you want to walk. He can steal bags. He's still seven. Bobby Witt, to me, I see a Trevor Story type in him. He's going to strike out. It's just going to happen. He's always going to be in the 25% range when it comes to strikeouts. Who cares? Because he's going to do everything else. He's going to play phenomenal defense. He's going to be a 30-30 threat every single season. And he he's just fun. <laughs> he's just really fun. And I, I really think that Royals fans have every right to be excited about this guy. He's still 20 years old, not much longer, but he's still 20 years old. I mean, there is just so much to be amped about with this guy. 
you just gave so many great quotes that I think are going to get aggregated all over the place because of just how great Bobby Witt Jr. is. What do you think that his timeline is going to be? Because the Royals were flirting publicly about, oh, maybe we'll let him make his debut on the open day roster this year because of his spring training. And then, of course, that didn't happen. And now he's in double A. What do you think his timeline is for getting called up after watching him and how he handles himself at the minor league level? Yeah, I want to be on the record of saying I'm so glad they didn't do that. And in the era of service time manipulation, that is not an instance of it. And that was something that I wanted to make clear because I had some people asking me about that right around the beginning of the season. I really did not want to see the, the Royals force that. Let the kid develop. Yes, he was phenomenal in spring training, but let the kid develop. Don't rush it. I think what we saw when we look at the Padres, they forced Luis Camposano up and he had a great year in high A and they needed help behind the dish. Camposano, one of my favorite prospects in baseball, but they threw him straight up to the major leagues this year and he really, really struggled. Now they send him back down to triple A and he seems to just not even be trusting himself. He's pulling the ball 55% of the time. I think he really stunted his growth by being so aggressive with him. They were pinch hitting him in the ninth inning against like a Roldis Chapman or some nasty closer. You know, it's just like this guy was an A-ball, but not even two years ago and hasn't played since then. This is not fair. And I think it would have been really tough for Bobby Wood Jr. at the major league level, not because he can't do it, but because he hasn't seen enough at-bats and hasn't had enough experience. So I'm glad that he's gotten the chance in double A. I still think he needs to be a bit more consistent with the stick before you're looking to call him up just because, you know, what's the rush? Uh, I think that you're probably earliest looking at a call-up end of the season, and that's fine, right? I, I don't think that there should be a reason to rush it. Mondesi should be back soon, I believe, right? I mean, that's more on the major league side of things, right? But is Mondesi supposed to be back soon? Yeah, he, he got back for like seven games and took his hamstring. So this hamstring injury, it's kind of up in the air, but it should just be like this 10-day stint, and he's right back at it with his hamstring injury. Yeah, so depending on how the Royals are playing, you know, if they want to move him up and try to, try to help make a, a push later in the season, that's possible. I really think that September call up, let him get his feet wet at the end of the year and then give him a shot to compete for an opening day roster spot. That that's what makes the most sense to me with, with Bobby Wood Jr. Give fans the taste, get him excited at the end of this year and then uh, get Bobby Wood a little bit of experience. But one of the biggest things for him is that he has a really, really highly regarded makeup, that he's a great worker. He'll fit right into a big league club. He's not going to be this kid that's, you know, just doesn't quite align with the veterans. He seems to be a guy that's going to soak it all in. And that's why I think he could benefit from a late season call up. And that's when I expect him to get the, get the, probably the nod at the major league level. And that's kind of in line with the organization wanting to make the playoffs in 2022 for the last five years. That's been their target date of getting back to relevancy and allowing him to get his feet wet and just experience major league baseball ahead of next year, which is going to be so important for this team would kind of be perfect for the Royals in all honesty, but your top five players in this Royals farm system are who I'm, I mean, how about Nick Prado, right? I mean, Nick Prado talk about the development, right? We're bashing the Royals pitching development and understandably so, what they've done a great job with, though, is their hitters. They've taken two really struggling hitters over the last couple of years in Nick Prado and MJ Melendez, and they've been able to unlock a lot more out of them. And these are guys that we were expecting this kind of output from. So it's great to see. This isn't a flash in the pan. I think these are guys that have finally figured it out. I'll start with Prado because, to me, that's another guy that's definitely in the top five in this Royal system. 
it was easy for a lot of people to forget about him, uh, even though he was a first-round pick in 2017. When you hit 191 in, in, in a full season, people are going to forget about you a little bit. So outside of the Royal system, I don't think many people were paying attention to him. He made some major adjustments to his swing. He improved his approach. And, I mean, he, he's been incredible this year. He hit nine home runs in 124 games in 2019. It took him 100 less games to match that home run total. He did it in 24 games in, in this season so far, and that's at the double-A level. He's walking a ton. He isn't striking out at nearly as much as he ever has, and the swing is playing to all fields. He's a good defender. I mean, you've got to be so excited if you're a Royals fan about Nick Prado. He's going to center field more than he ever has. He was always a bit pull-happy. Now he's driving it to all fields. I mean, this is a guy who's trusting his barrel. The barrel's living in the zone, as you can see from his ability to just just spank the ball to center field all the time. He's cut down on the ground ball rate. I think every single metric and everything that I've seen from Prado is encouraging. And you're looking at your first baseman of the future if you're the Kansas City Royals. You talk about the 2022 timeline. Prado should be called up at the end of this year as well. I think he's going well right now. Yes, he's playing out of this world, but let him keep building on that. And then, you know, maybe calm up and let him kind of come up with Bobby Witt and get his feet wet. And then next year, you have that young core kind of coming together. Again, another hitter and MJ Melendez fits the same timeline. And he's another guy that really, really put the work in. And he has always had the power. We're always kind of just waiting on MJ Melendez to even be a half decent hitter because he has the power. He's good enough defensively behind the dish. And he just needed to be an okay hitter. And he's more than that right now. He's walking more than ever. He's cut his strikeout rate in half from 2019, which is absurd. And he has been, again, another guy that has just been demolishing baseballs at double A. That is a really fun team in double A for the Royals between Witt and Melendez and Prado. That's a tough offense. And he's just, when you have the 14% walk rate, 20% K rate off of a year where you were striking out 40% of the time, he worked extensively with the Royals hitting coach in the offseason. He's a guy that I always say in this offseason, and this is why it's so great to have the minor league season back, is this offseason, this COVID year, was a big opportunity for the hard workers to separate themselves because you're in a holding pattern and you can only really get as, as better, as much better, I guess you can only improve as much as you allow yourself to. And that was where some guys maybe weren't working as hard as others. And I can promise you there weren't very many people working harder than MJ Melendez and Nick Prado. And it's showing now he's got plus power. He's a good defender. And we're seeing that all come together now for him at the double A level. We'll hope that it can continue. I think there's every indication that it will continue. And that's got to be incredibly exciting for the Royals as well. Yes. You have Salvador Perez up there. But you know what? He's not going to catch forever. You could maybe even foresee in the next couple of years. I know he signed an extension that he moves to the DH spot and then Melendez goes behind the dish and you can kind of switch them back and forth because right now Melendez's bat plays well enough to be able to switch those guys back, back and forth from the DH and the catcher spot. I don't know if Melendez can play first. That is something I've never seen him do, but you never know. Uh, I think his bat might be good enough to play and you find a way to get those two bats in the lineup for the Royals. And all of a sudden they've got some more offense. Who is the like underrated hidden gem that you just look at and you wonder why they're not getting enough love from anyone in this system? I want to tell you right now about your friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Baseball's in full swing right now. You can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or 
mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not send the silence anymore. This is your chance to get into the game at betonline.ag. Their website and mobile device will help you save, uh, or, or I should say, help you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportbook experts. A 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag, promo code locked on. BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. I want to say right now about your friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That's your next order, not your first order only. You can also get on your first order, but also your orders after the first order. It's every order, folks. Locked on 15, 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. If you do not know your favorite flavor by now, first of all, shame on you, but it's okay because you can order a mix box. The mix box will give you two of each flavor, and then you can try them all and retry the one you love the most. My favorite, if you want to just trust me, which you should, is peanut butter brownie. Love it. Love it to death. Chocolate on the outside, the amazing flavors on the inside, the best protein bar on the market. Tastes just like a candy bar. Great for pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement or a snack. It is awesome. Try it today at BuiltBar.com. Locked 15 is the promo code. You get 15% off your next order. That is a really, really good question. And God, there, there, there's a few different guys in the system. I, I love the, the more elite prospects that have just gotten me so excited. But when I look at Angel Zerpa, I, I, I hope I'm saying that right, because I think he's really interesting. But Angel Zerpa, he's in high A uh, for the Royals. I think he has been a really, really pleasant surprise he is a bit stocky, six foot, 220 pounds, and does not have the most elite velocity on the fastball, but he is able to locate really well. He's got a great curveball, a great changeup, and that command has really just been the bread and butter for him. He doesn't walk anybody. He has a great ability to mix up those three pitches, and so far, he has just kept hitters off balance in high A. He's pitched to a 2-4-3 ERA. He's punched out 44 and 29 and two-thirds. I'd like to see him be able to go deeper into ball games. I think they're kind of just being a little bit careful with him. I have him probably in my top 10 right now for this Royal system, still only 21 years old. And just one of those guys that a lot of people aren't going to look at outside of the Royal system, but I think has been a really pleasant surprise. And then the guy that I love above everybody. And I really think that this guy is soon to be a top 100 prospect. I cannot wait to see him really just continue to get consistent at bats and get a chance to show what he is made of. But Eric Pena, just 18 years old, and he uh, born in 2003. That freaks me out every time I see that because that's when the Marlins won the World Series. And uh, that makes me just feel like incredibly, incredibly old, even though I'm not old at all. But uh, Eric Pena is going to be special. I-, I love his swing. I think he's got just electric bat speed there. Again, only 18 years old, a long ways away from the major leagues. But I love the speed, too. He- he's an above average runner. He's a good defender and center. I think he should stick there, but you don't know. He is 6'3", 200 pounds, so if he puts on a little bit more weight, that power could tick up. I see plus raw power, and I see potential for 30 home runs in that swing. And he's only 18 years old. He's only going to be more physical. But the fact that he's athletic enough, he'd be a plus defender in a corner. I am so high on his swing and his easy bat speed. If you want someone to really get excited about and to really look forward to, Eric Pena is the guy. You're going to have to wait on him, but he is going to be I think a really special player for this Royals team. 
down the line, but a really, really exciting prospect who could have as high of a ceiling as anybody in the entire system. We still have even more to get to from our chat with Aram Layton, but the first two pods are up now all about prospects and the draft coming up. We still need to talk about Whit Merrifield, Andrew Benatendi, and what this Royals team looks like in the future. That is all to come on a future episode of Lockdown Royals, so stay tuned for that. Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, baby. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. If you want to be having a great time. You want to be loving the fun. You want to see all of the excitement. This is the place and we're the one. If you want to be yelling like crazy for the guys you love to see. Come on out and join us, this is the place you want to be. We're where you-